Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, about 13 minutes, but each day, seven days a week, keeping us in God's Word for at least a little bit. And that's important to our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So we develop our faith as we get into God's Word, understand it, believe it, and then try to make the proper applications to our lives. That's how faith develops within us. But we also need to keep in God's word, stay in it, keep reading it, learning, because that helps us to grow in our faith and even stay strong in our faith. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. We want to help you grow in your faith, but we also want to encourage you to help others understand and come into a right understanding of faith and grow in their faith and lead that faith to lead them to become obedient to God. Share these short studies with them through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody come to God. You may help somebody grow in their faith. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but also a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everyone you can. We're going to finish up our line of thought and study that is entitled, God Says, But I Think, well, we've talked about that. We've emphasized how a whole lot of people, even a whole lot of churches, they have changed God's word. They have replaced what God says, and he says what he wants us to understand through his word. He speaks to us through his word, the scriptures, the Bible. But a whole lot of people and a whole lot of churches have replaced what God says, what God commands, with what they think or with what they want. A whole lot of people, a whole lot of churches have changed God's word. And so when you change God's word, that's no longer God's word. That's your word. And you face potential eternal condemnation when you do that because Revelation chapter 22, verses 18 and 19 says, do not add to God's word, do not take from God's word. But there are a whole lot of other scriptures that say the same thing, either directly or in principle, including Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. And Revelation 22, verses 18 and 19, Galatians 1, verses 6 through 9, says, uh, Anyone who changes God's word stands potentially condemned for eternally. In fact, in Galatians 1, verses 6 through 9, it says that anybody who changes it, even if it were an angel from heaven, again, just the suggestion that you take it to the most extreme level and say, even if an angel came from heaven and taught you a different gospel than what you have been taught by us, let him be accursed. You see, this is not a a slight matter. It's not incidental. We're talking about eternal salvation or condemnation. When you say, well, God says, I know God's word says this, but I think that, stop right there. Get back to what God's word says. If God said it, that settles it. It's not subject to change on your part. When you do that, you're making it your word instead of God's word. Well, we looked at a number of applications. We talked about how God says through his word, there's one true church. Jesus said, I came 
to establish my church. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18. The apostle Paul said that the church is the body of Christ. Ephesians 1 verses 22 and 23. And he said in chapter 4 and verse 4, there is one body. He's already identified what that body is, the church, the church of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he said there's only one of them. Jesus didn't come to establish denominations and denominationalism. You drive up and down the street, you see all these different denominational churches, and they all have different names, don't they? Is that what Jesus came to establish? Confusion? The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 that God is not the author of confusion. Well, denominationalism has confused the whole concept of Christianity in the minds of a whole lot of people. Well, God's Word says that we are to worship Him in specific ways, and those ways are laid out in the Scriptures. But I think that we should be able to worship God in some ways that feel good to us, and that ought to be okay. If our heart's right, no, if your heart's right, you're going to worship God according to what he says in the scriptures. Jesus said that God wants us to worship him in spirit and truth. Truth is key. John 4, verses 23 and 24. The church came together in New Testament days on the first day of the week to partake of the Lord's Supper, Acts 20 and verse 7. Every week has a first day. We don't have the authority, the scriptural authority, the God-given authority to change the day or to change how often we ought to come together to partake of the Lord's Supper. Every week has a first day. The same language is used in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 2. Upon the first day of the week, we are to worship God through giving. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19, Colossians 3 and verse 16, we are to worship God through song as we sing together, teaching, admonishing, and speaking to one another through the words and messages of those songs. The early church did not have choirs. The early church did not have instrumental music for hundreds of years. Those were innovations of mankind, and they caused problems within the church when mankind tried to force them upon the church. Well, It's not okay to change God's word as to how he wants us to worship him because Jesus said again in in John chapter 24, verses 23 and 24, those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. God's word says that I need to be baptized to be forgiven, to come into Christ where salvation is, so to be saved. Baptism is when I come to forgiveness through Jesus Christ, the blood that he shed on the cross, Acts 22 and verse 16. Baptism is the point at which I come to salvation in Christ. Mark 16, verses 15 and 16, 1 Peter 3 and verse 21. And baptism is the way, the act of obedience through which I come into Christ, Romans 6 and verse 3, Galatians 3 and verse 27. And God says that baptism is immersion, a burial in the water. Romans 6 and verse 4, Colossians 2 and verse 12, the very meaning of the word baptizo in the Greek, immerse, submerge, bury, dip, plunge. And again, the apostle Paul says we can't change what baptism is or the purpose for baptism 
Because going back to that list of seven basic doctrinal principles of Christianity in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 4 through 6, he says there's one baptism, one true baptism. God says I must be obedient to his teachings communicated to me in the scriptures because those are his very words, his very teachings. But I think if I have a good heart and I love God, I'll be just fine. That's not what God's word says. In 1 John chapter 2 and verse 5, <clears throat> we read this. Whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. Well, that's interesting. Well, but if I just, if I have a good heart and if I really love God, I think I'll be fine. I don't have to go by all of those thou shalt and thou shalt nots. What did, what did God say in his word here? Whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. And then in chapter 5 and verse 3 of 1 John, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. Oh, the devil tries to convince us that it's too hard to live that Christian life. It's too hard to go by all of those commandments and instructions and warnings and all of that. No, no, his commandments are not burdensome. Jesus said in John chapter 14 and verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. So don't talk about how much you love God, how much you love Jesus, if you're not willing to live by what God says in his word, in scripture, in the Bible. The Hebrews writer wrote in Hebrews chapter 5 and verses 8 and 9, speaking of Jesus, though he were a son, yet he learned obedience through the things which he suffered. And having been made perfect, he became the author of or source of eternal salvation to everyone who obeys him. Obedience is not an option. Obedience is a requirement in order to be faithful to God, in order to be forgiven, in order to be redeemed, in order to be saved, in order to be with Jesus and God the Father and the Holy Spirit in heaven for all of eternity. James wrote this in James chapter 1 and verse 21. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, God's word, which is able to save your souls. We learn about salvation in Jesus Christ through the teachings of God's word written down for us in, New Test in the New Testament. Well, the word of God, the implanted word, is able to save your souls. If you stop living by God's word, you have no avenue to, to salvation because you've walked away from that guidebook, that instruction manual, which has been written down for you by men guided by God through the Holy Spirit to write his very word, 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16, 
so that you can understand how to come to forgiveness, redemption, salvation, eternal life through Jesus Christ. Yeah, you need to read God's word. You need to accept it as being authoritative for your life. You need to live by those teachings. Only he who does, obeys the will of God, will be in heaven. Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23. A whole lot of people say, well, I just love God. I love Jesus so much. I, I, I'm, I'm okay. I have this warm feeling in my heart. What did Jesus say? Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. God says in his word, and that settles it. Don't change what God says and then think you're okay with God. If you're hearing some preacher or even a family member supposedly teaching you something from what God supposedly says in his word, you read it for yourself and see if that's really what it says. Is your church teaching the fullness of God's word, or have they changed it to meet what they think or what they want? Remember what Jesus said in John chapter 4, verses 23 and 24. Those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Remember what Jesus said in John 14 and verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. Remember what John the Apostle wrote, almost the very last words of the New Testament. Revelation 22, verses 18 and 19. Don't add to God's word. Don't take anything away from God's word. Just accept it and live by it as God's word. We'd love to help you. We'd love to talk with you, pray with you, study with you. We'd be glad to send you a free Bible study through the postal mail if you just contact us and ask for it, and we mean free. You can contact us through our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Click on the email link, or you can phone us at 402 498 8397. 402 498 8397. If God said it, if He says it in His Word, that settles it. Don't listen to anybody who says, but I think. No. If God says it, that settles it. Let's pray. Father, please guide us in your word. Help us to be your true followers by living truly by your teachings. Please guide us in this, Father, we pray. Please forgive us and hear a prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.